0: episode 14 of Running Matters. Thanks very much. I'm joined by Bill Hick, John Masters, and Danny Toole. Thanks very much for coming in, gentlemen. Really appreciate you giving up your time. Um, So we're here to talk about the Bushies. Uh, I'm very excited to hear some of the history of the Bushies. And I guess before we get started, um, I should just mention our partners, which is Allied Health now, uh, compliments of uh, Paul Hadfield, and there are Cairo, uh podiatry and massage therapy up at Guy Mere. We've also got filter brewing. And um, Hickey, you, you mentioned that you like a pale ale. How's it tasting? Tastes
1: great, yep. especially
0: today. Yep, on, a, on such a hot day. Beautiful. And um, Goo Energy. So Lloyd is a, a sponsor. So yeah. we have, a, we have a, a few giveaways and uh, it's, it's great to have him on board. So Bushies, where do we start? Who wants to start? Tell yeah. us, Tell we're going over to you, Bluey. Tell us about the history of the Bushies.
2: Yeah, well I used to run down at Wanda Roadrunners in the early days and one of our guys was Dean O'Brien and he turned up one Tuesday night and said, oh, you should all go up and have a run over a Saturday morning with this group of old footballers just to make up their number. And we, uh, the next Saturday, there about eight or 10 of us all turned up and started to run. And um, we met at the turn off into the national park and all got into one or two cars and followed this old bloke in his ute, who turned out to be Billy. And he used to take us on the early tracks. And from that, we had a a lot of um, wander runners up there with Billy, and it just grew and grew. And then word got around, and it just seemed to get bigger and bigger.
0: I've got, I've got a couple of questions. Firstly, what what year are we talking, and how, how many of the Wanda Roadrunners were there? Go on, sorry. Um,
2: it's back in the uh, late 60s, and we had, well, it was Bobby Moffat, John Cadet were the main ones that read uh, from the surf club that did the Wanda Roadrunners. And Dinny O'Brien was used to run with us. He was ex first grade football with uh, North Sydney and St. George. I mean they all came from St. George, all Billy's mob, the old footballers. And we had Keithy Sadler, who won the first two Southerner surfs. Wow. Um Paul Flatt Tony Strong, myself, Mick Brannick. Oh yeah. And uh, a few others here.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, how many how many bushes were there at the time?
2: Uh, ah, <laughs> there eight to 10 of the old footballers used to run around.
0: Yeah. So it basically started out with 10 of them, is that right?
2: Yeah, at the most. Yeah. yeah. Back back yeah.
0: in the late 60s. So there would have been a lot yeah. more of you 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 wander road runners. Yeah, yeah 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 so there's only 10 of them then and and Billy was he was coordinating it all was he organizing was he running back then?
2: Yeah he was running well then
0: yeah
2: yeah and uh, he used to pick out the runs every Saturday he'd go out and check them out where to go but they weren't long runs in those days. We'd probably only run for about um, 5k sort of thing We'd uh run it or run out for 5k no most. Run out for about 3k. Yeah. And we'd stop and just then have a chat and then we'd start running back. Yeah. And as we went along, it just got faster and faster. Yeah, right. And I R- was running back. Of a, yeah, yeah. I a out sprint to the finish then, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. And um, so, did, how, how did it evolve like the Saturday varying the different routes that year? Because every Saturday is a different run with the bushes.
2: <coughs> yeah, it is. How, how yeah. has that evolved? Well, that was just Billy. Got to know all these places in the park where he wanted to explore. He went out there and um, checked him out during the week, and we'd turn up of a Saturday and he'd just drive through the park and say so we we're running from here, and that's how it just got bigger. Yep. With a number of tracks that he found. Yep. And as the um, everybody started to get fitter and fitter with our mob running through the bush, because we hadn't run through the bush before.
0: Yeah. You were all road runners at the time? Yeah. Just training for like road events like Sutherland Surf, that sort of thing?
2: Um, no, it was before all that started. Yeah. But actually from Wanda,
0: we used to only
2: run from Wanda Surf Club up over the hill towards Cronulla Golf Course. Yeah. Along to North Cronulla Surf Club. Yeah. Along the road there. then yep. turn around and run back to Wanda over what was then... Yeah.
0: Because there was no Allura. Yeah, gotcha.
2: So it was Sandhills back to Wanda.
0: Yeah, right. Tough tough run back.
2: Yeah. But that was just um, our training run, virtually, for the surf club. So you've got... And that just got bigger and bigger once they put all the tower roads in and things. Yep. And over the... Twenty next twenty odd years, the runs got longer and harder, and <laughs> you, you,
0: you turned into runners. Yeah. So you started out as uh, clubby guys that used to do the the Wanda Road Run to, to get fit. Yeah. And then you met up with footballers who were running to keep fit for football. So you've got, but surf club guys and footy guys running to keep fit, and you, you've come together and sort of grown and complemented each other's clubs, I guess. Yeah. Well, at all. Well, Actually,
2: they were all retired footballers by then, Mm. all Billy's mates, and, um, yeah, they'd all retired from football. Yep, yep, and they just wanted to keep fit. Yeah, they were just doing their own fitness thing, yeah. Yep, yep. And they used to train during the week, a lot of them were with the, um, FDIA, Fittest Drunks in Australia. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: And they did a lot of training together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And celebrating,
2: I'm sure. And celebrating.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, um... So, you you were right there at the beginning, did you also start the Wanda running group from the surf club? Did you start that I as was well? was
2: with the start of that, yeah. Yeah,
0: tell us about how that got started, when it got started.
2: That was, um...
1: You weren't expecting that, were you? That was way <laughs> back. <laughs> wow, I should have looked up that record.
0: That's all right, you can yeah. just guess, 60s, mid 60s, late
2: 60s? Um, I suppose uh, mid to early 60s, yeah yep and that's when we just started doing what i was saying the first loop over the hill and back along the sand hills yep and that was a very big um amount of numbers from the surf clubs used to run and each surf club had their own group of runners too, different running clubs yep we used to compete against one another yep and uh socially yeah yeah why
0: don't they do that anymore
2: well, Cronulla hasn't, it just kind of stopped. Yeah. The um, Cronulla, what were Cronulla, um, I forget what they were called, Graham Elliott and all those guys <coughs> used to run. <coughs> North Cronulla had their own running club doing the same as what we were doing at Wanda. Yep. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: And Correct. Um, yeah, they just virtually kind of stopped running.
0: Yeah.
2: As so, they phased out. So how
0: long, sorry I'm interrupting. Okay.
2: No, the, um, well, I did, I used to organise the last <coughs> 20 odd years of Wanda Road Runners, and, um, that came to a sudden halt with all the insurance stuff. Yeah, yeah. As soon as that came into it, which stopped a lot of clubs.
0: Yeah. So what, what night was it? Did you used to have it's it on? Tuesday night. Tuesday night. And, and, yeah. and so did it run for 20 or, or more years? Oh, over. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. And, and at its right. peak, how many people would you get turn up?
2: Um, we probably have 50 runs a night.
0: Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's great.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we've got really big.
0: Yeah, great Yeah. All right, that's a that's a good little history lesson in, in itself Hickey, I might ask you about the bushes now. How many members have you got with the with the bushes now?
1: On a Saturday, we usually get about anywhere from 60 to 80 Maybe 90 turn up. Yeah, it varies. Um, it, it varies week to week um, Yeah, the walking group is by far the biggest um we quite often get you know, at least 30 35 in walking groups
0: yeah is it what nearly 50 percent do you think or
1: getting close yeah it depends see so the the goodies is the smallest group yep um having said that next week we might get 15 turn up yeah but it's used to, today there was only six yeah yeah um Phil Dart finished up in the girls' results, so you
3: know,
1: we had to give him some something, Philomena Dart. Um, Wouldn't be a first for Phil, would it? No, no, no. Yeah. At the presentations, he got two bottles of wine, one a bottle of beer for the top five and one for the girls as well. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, the wannabe group, uh, we probably would have had ten today, and the has-been group would have been about the same. So looking at those numbers, yes, the walkers would be at least half. Yep. Like I said, it, it varies week week to week. Yeah. Um, next week, the walkers are going down to Tasmania for a week or so. So it'll be pretty quiet with the walkers for a while. Some, some of them are. Yep.
0: Um, tell us, you you mentioned uh, one of the subgroups with with your runners. Tell us how you put your, your, your groups into uh, your runs, oh, yes. your categories.
1: Right, a little bit of history, go back with Bluey first. Um, when I started running, um, I worked it out a few years ago. I started with Donnie Dixon and Jeff Lenz, and that was 1977. And uh, we were meeting at the National Park turn-off then, and we just had the one group. We all just turned up and did our thing, yep. you know, and hang on as long as you could. Um, then we had some of the wives wanted to run, so it built up from there. There was a bit of uh, uh, discussion about whether we have the girls running with us or not. I think some of that was because we didn't want to be beaten by the girls. Yeah. yeah. But it was fantastic. Um, So the numbers sort of built up and got to the stage where we really needed another group. So we had two groups. Um, I'm not sure exactly when the walkers came into it, but it got to the stage we needed a third group. And that's when we broke into basically the goodies and the has-beens and the wannabees filled in between. Right. And the walkers for uh, the fourth group. And um, it, that that caused a little bit of a ruckus as well. Not everyone was happy about having another group, but it's worked out terrific. You know, you, you try these things, and I remember the first time we had the wannabees, uh, on we ran from Waterfall Station, where we did this morning, and Max took the wannabe group, and he put on a hell of a run. <laughs> you know? and the, the buggery dropped me <laughs> i mean getting dropped down lady carrington drive somewhere and i thought christ i'm gonna have to go back a group yeah as it turned out we didn't but um it worked out and it, it's worked out well ever since yeah we've and now got a sub sub group yeah what's that that's the slugs self-named slugs yeah um barry Coates, coachy and mikey tail like dave and a couple of others they can't even keep up with the Hasbings, yeah. And their pride won't let them go with the Walkers, right? So they're the slugs. Okay. So today, for instance, they we got up to the top of Mount Westmacott. Macaul- I say we, not me, but they did. And then on the way back, they just dropped off and did their own thing. And
0: okay.
1: Yeah, Mikey very proudly come in and said first slug.
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so does that mean when you're sending out your email, your newsletter, you've got to have a new title for I the do. slugs? I yeah. Do. yeah, yeah. I do. So when's it? When did the uh, officially become a slug? When is it? Are we talking? that's They're weeks? not even
1: an official group. But I yeah. just stick them in the newsletter and yeah, give them recognition.
0: But it's only weeks old. Is it relatively? Oh no, no,
1: no! It's about six, eight months old. Maybe, yeah. long, maybe longer than that. Yeah,
0: great. Uh, and, uh, and same
1: with the walkers. Sometimes the walkers come in at the back and say, first slug walker." <laughs> yep. Which is, that's all fun. That's what the yep. Bushes is about.
0: Yeah, very good. So, Bluey, I might ask you um, when you're out there running, and if you haven't run with the Bushes before, uh, n- not long after you turn around, or it's really dependent on the Ranger, you've got a Ranger who, who normally t- takes the run, whichever yep. group you're in, uh, yells out, go. And uh, that's, tell us a bit of oh. how that works and how that came into play as well. Uh, well, that,
2: they had to work out a way how to um instead of just speeding up and getting faster and faster rather than everybody just taking off everywhere they decided to um bring in some of billiards rules that don't exist but they're rules and you have to be behind the ranger when he calls go
0: right
2: it's up to the ranger when he calls go he can be 5k out 10k out one K out, doesn't matter. But you have to be behind when he calls go or you're disqualified. And then he also comes out with uh all the rules about not crossing the highway if you're running along next to the highway, not crossing the railway lines, all the you Un- have so to behave yourself. Rule. So there are no written rules, it's all unwritten rules. Yeah, absolutely. But if anybody challenges anything it's mm-hmm. always uh well that's that forty eight B yeah, rule. Plus two, so
4: yeah. look
0: up the book. And, yeah, that's uh, right. There's no book. The book but. that doesn't <laughs> exist Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, for those for those listeners that are hearing about the bushies for the first time and and maybe tempted to come along, uh, when someone says go, it's basically a race back to the starting point. Uh, there's someone there uh, with a recording the results, so to speak. Yeah, uh, and it's normally hickey yeah uh, so that's that's basically how it works isn't it just you, you go out and three quarters of the run is that fair to say is at, at a comfortable pace and then when once once the ranger says go it's on
2: it's on yeah but it yeah you have to keep up and you've got to be close usually make sure you hear go yeah which
0: is one of the things yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Because no one's going to no help you out by turning around and it's every man for themselves or, yeah.
2: or woman for themselves. And it's up to the ranger if he knows a good shortcut, whether he can uh, bung on a good shortcut here or there to lose most of the pack.
0: Yeah, and I want to come back to shortcuts too because but, I, uh, I, I'm sure you, you've got some good stories about people taking shortcuts because technically yeah. you can get back to the start point any way possible, can't you? The it's quickest
2: a, way the back. The quickest
0: way back. Yeah. yeah. So there's yeah. no you know as long as you're not breaking the rules so to speak uh quickest one back or the first one back <coughs> wins wins the race yeah, yeah. so um ken what, what can,
4: do you actually what do you win what's on the line for uh for uh i mean we talked about top five what's what's on the line for the top five
2: the top five It means on presentation day you get a uh, very cheap bottle of beer
4: excellent and,
1: and Al- aldi beer that's, aldi. that's aldi's <laughs> finest
0: um, All right. So talking about uh, some of the cheats and, and getting back the quickest way, Danny. Um, thanks for coming in and having a, having a chat. You're a, you. you're a long time bushy. When did you start running
4: bushes? Um, I started running with Bushies in 2000, and I did probably about 10 years most weeks uh, until I had children, and then it became slightly difficult uh, to juggle that with you know mainly in recent years with soccer training and stuff in soccer. But um, yeah, still. Proudly call myself a bushy. Both my parents still go, and uh, always friendly with everyone, and try to get along when I can.
0: It's um, it's fitting that you've got your bush, bushy shirt on, and we'll, we'll get a photo uh, for our listeners with your, your bushy shirt on, so they can recognise Danny and. Proud
4: bushy always. Will be proud
0: bushy, and if I thought of it, I'd actually I'll I'll go slip my my bushy shirt on for the photo mm-hmm. uh, at the end. But that was a, that was a good thought. While we're um, while we're chatting about cheats and, and getting getting back the quickest way, is there any one way or can you think of a funny story of someone um, getting back uh, like a, a you know have people. You jumped in taxis, trains. What's? Can
4: you think of anything? Both, that... both of those things I've heard of. Yep. I, I'm not sure as I was there, but I definitely know people have caught a train before. Yeah. <laughs> Hickey's All like right, That's I'm, I'm, um... I'm going to pass <laughs> no, it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, no,
0: no. I'm going to pass it over, Hickey. Hickey, you have you, jumped in a train to to try and be the first one back. Tell us what happened. Oh, I have
1: been on the train a few times. More than once. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, but um, I've only done it. Well, we did a run from um, Heathgate Ovals up to Waterfall and back. I'd found a trap during the week that went through the bush on the eastern side of the railway line. but right in the bush, not beside it, but in the bush. You can't get to it anymore, but I managed to find my way through. And I took the wannabes up there, and beforehand I checked the train timetable. So I managed to just fill in the time right so that we got to Waterfall Station, went over the bridge and I called go. And they all took off back down beside the highway. And within two minutes, the train arrived. And I jumped on the train, just had a leisurely <laughs> beautiful train ride back to uh, to uh, Heathcote. It was, it was probably about a five or so away. And um, I got back to Heathcote and as they come in, I'm just saying, this way, this way. And, you know,
0: I I've got some strange looks. Did you? Yeah. And did you but come?
1: to be in all honest, I didn't. I didn't claim a top five spot, no, yeah. no, but it was worth it to look at their faces.
0: Absolutely, it's worth it to tell the story. How many years later?
1: It was a long long while ago. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: a good story. But the other
1: times I've been ranger and I've actually taken them on the train. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. we went to, over to, uh, from Como over into Oakley Park and ran around in circles, you know, they, they had no idea what was going on. And I took them up onto Waitley Station, ran along the platform, turned around, and they had no idea what was going on. Started to go back and the train pulled in. So I stood at the, on the platform and they were all on edge. Do we follow him? What's he doing? You know. And the doors opened and I went to go in and then stopped. And they started to turn round and I jumped on the train. And they all scrambled to get onto the train. We all got in the train, the doors closed. And as we went across Como Bridge, there was a woman on passenger, she's looking at us, and I just yelled out the top of my voice, Go! <laughs> In the middle of Como Bridge, about 80 kilometres an hour on the train. <laughs> and and uh, within a couple of minutes, we got to Como Station. And as soon as the doors opened, 20 runners Sprint. sp- sprinted out of the train. <laughs> and some of them didn't know where they were. you know. And uh, yeah, we run, and I actually got a place that day. I, I climbed the place.
3: Yeah.
1: And I've done the same thing from the opposite direction, coming from Cinelli. Yeah, right. I timed it so that we got the train from Cinelli back to Coma. Yep. Okay. So yeah, yeah, we can have yeah. a bit of fun. Like that,
0: that adds that that adds a bit of variety. Louis, is there any anything that you can think of that I didn't <laughs> realise
1: you were so bad, Hickey.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you're a good teacher. <laughs> yeah. Do you have Do you have any? Can you think of anything, Louis? No, I'm I've sorry. always
2: been an honest guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can think of
0: one with <laughs> but, Billy. But the so main thing,
2: the main thing we did, really, was knowing a shortcut on the way back. Yeah, yeah. Like you'd have the, you'd be dropping off, and you'd see the top three or four go <laughs> in front of you, and then they'd be going along, and you think, well, they've just gone past a track that I know was quicker. <clears throat> going back. turn off. So I let them get a bit further out, and I drop <clears throat> further back, and then just take the shortcut back, and. A lot of them weren't impressed a lot of times when <laughs> we've done that. Billy Lloyd. That's, but that's
0: <laughs> Lloyd-y. Blower. Yeah, Billy Blower. Billy Blower. Blower. Billy Blower. Yeah. 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 It's an appropriate nickname, isn't it? It is. Yeah. When he blows up, he yeah. blows up proper. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I, I, what about I, yourself? Have you got a story about Billy? Well, actually,
1: it's two. Getting back to, to getting lifts, we were coming back from Boat Harbour one Saturday. Um, I think it was just, actually it may be midweek, I'm not sure. We were coming back from Bay Harbor towards Wanda and we putting it in and we thought right B- Billy was running there. Well there's no way Billy's going to get a shortcut back here. The next minute we heard his voice. and there was a tractor out there on the trailer putting the seeds in for the sandhills. you know they <laughs> stabilized the sandhills. yeah he talked the Blake in the tractor to go back and Billy's on the trailer on the tractor. Coming get, back. Getting a lift on a tractor. <laughs> and yelling abuse at us. Classic. <laughs> no, but with the shortcuts, I I had a really good one with um, Billy Blow And it was always good to get Billy Blow We started down at near the sheds at Audley. And we worked our way up the Humpy Back Whale, Lula Falls, Waterfall Station. Barry Boomer was ranger. And... The plan, I'm guessing, was to come back from Waterfall Station, because back in those days she could run beside the railway line, to Heathcote, and then through to Kangaroo Creek and back. And I'd worked it out beforehand. I reckon that if Barry called go around Waterfall Station, I could get back quicker the way I came, rather than go to Heathcote. So I'm in Barry's ear. Call go! Call go! In a minute, in a minute, I so, said, Barry, call bloody go! All right, so he called go. And I just eased off, let them all take off down the railway line, did a U-turn, Paul Sanger came with me. And back down to the Lula Falls, and I'm fairly good in the rough stuff, and I took off, beat Billy Lloyd back by about 15 minutes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and what made it even worse is Paul Sanger, was he came in about 10 minutes behind me, but that was enough to be in front of Billy Lloyd. And Billy Lloyd come in and he saw me, and when he saw Paul Sanger, he went off. <laughs> yeah, he was not happy, so yeah that was a good day
0: that's good yeah. so um what about um uh, the a lot of the bushies have have these great nicknames Tell us uh you know who who started who started giving giving the bushy runners the nicknames and t- can can you tell us some of the well some of the nick- like you might have some favorite nicknames and you might yeah. tell us some of the origins is there I'll, I'll, I'll go to you Bluey what what are your yeah,
2: thoughts
0: well, it started off without in the uh, surf club
2: virtually everybody gets a nickname in the surf club yeah so when we've all progressed up joint run with Billy, and Billy was a good one at giving out nicknames yeah for anybody and everybody yeah but uh, that's where the a lot of the nicknames came from to start with. Yeah, and um, one of the best ones I reckon was one of the guys called Coco. Yeah, and because when all the blokes ran, there was no worries. But when the women started running, they, my wife says, "Look, I, I can't say call out Coco and I says, "Well, it's only the guy's nickname. Just just pretend it's a nickname. Just call it out and he yeah. went, if you wanted to stop him or follow him or something like that, yeah. yeah. And it, because when the women started, it took quite a while before anybody was going up to call out the cocker. <laughs> and, <he's laughs> and how do you get the name? How do you get the yeah, name? Oh,
0: name,
3: right
2: uh, he's named Bobby Calhoun, uh, okay. So, yeah. Cocker. okay. Yeah, uh,
0: we're close, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing else he's no. done like, to get that nickname, nah, no, nah, no, no, nah, no, nah, nah. 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 and nah. uh. What about, can you think of anything else? What about you, Danny? Do you, is there any favourite nicknames that you like?
4: Uh, I quite like my wife's nickname, actually, North Pole. North Pole? She's from North Poland, so Billy's yeah. really like North Pole. Yeah. It's pretty pretty obvious. Yeah, so, yeah. There's lots of them. There's yeah. lots of
1: them. Um, yeah. One good one we had was Richard Woolmer, <laughs> <the> solicitor. <laughs> and um, it was a long while ago, and he drove a car that was a turbo. Richard, court, yeah. turbo, turbo dick. They did. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is probably a bit harder for the girls to call them cocko. <laughs> right.
2: Well, they used to do that, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: So, is anyone yeah. um, is anyone handing out nicknames these days with with new runners that turn up? Or
2: oh, Billy's been doing a lot of the uh, new nicknames.
1: Yep. Yeah. 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 When when Billy passed away, I basically fell into the job because no one else was putting the hand up. Yeah. And because I write the newsletter, I'm taking the names down. So I suppose I'm responsible. Yeah. For qu- quite a few of the newer nicknames.
0: So mm-hmm. you've um, you you've almost inherited that role, taking over from Billy. Is is um is, are they big shoes to fill? Are you you comfortable with that? You didn't certainly didn't have to oh, change well, your name to <laughs> to, <no laughs> to suit had the role. to learn
1: a new name. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, new language. Billy had a language all his own. Yeah. But. Uh, no, I, I I suppose because I've been there second longest yep. after Bluey yep. and doing the newsletter, everyone yep. knows me because I'm writing about it and um, every week I'm putting shit on people in the newsletter and things like that. I mean, when Billy went, I think it was just, a, I suppose, a natural progression. Yeah. Um, I didn't look for the job or anything nah. like that. No, nah. no. But by the same token, I didn't mind doing it. Yeah. I'm retired, so I could try to continue on and there's been very few changes just i think there's been three minor changes from when billy left that we've done
0: yep
1: like for instance now we start at seven o'clock wherever we are right when billy was alive it used to be billy would leave sutherland pool at 20 to 7 and drive to wherever the run was and when he arrived we started right but then of course billy would leave the pool at 25 to 7. Already would be talking you'd leave cord to seven yep. you never knew when he was going to turn up Yeah. so that was a fairly easy thing yeah,
0: to, to change everyone can be more consistent with yeah. the, the there start. was a couple of
1: other changes I can't think what they were but that was probably the main one was just starting at seven o'clock yeah um, oh the fees the bushy fees yep Billy used to just collect two dollars yep Um, we always were on to him to you know, make it five dollars Billy Help pay for our insurance you know yep um instead of relying on some of the bike ridings to help with the insurance anyway we put it up to ten dollars and everyone was quite happy with that yeah so that was another minor change that we made
0: it's not a lot of money to to get an annual membership at a a sporting club is 20
1: cents a week or something when you break it down yeah it's nothing yeah
0: Yeah, it's nothing you know two two coffees and probably if you looked it up it's probably the cheapest running group in Australia, you know, realistically, where you can turn up and do a weekly run,
1: yeah. yeah. I suppose for the sake of people, the people listening too, we, we call ourselves a club, but we don't have a, a formal structure. Yep. President treasurer. We I suppose we have a, a tre- we have a treasurer. Yeah. But it's not formal. Like we have a committee. An ad hoc committee. Committee. There's, yeah. there's ten of us really that, if anything comes up, we will get together and put our heads together and talk about it
0: so more about the club um how do people how do people find you you run every saturday morning you run at seven o'clock but you've got a different location every saturday so if somebody's listening to this podcast and it's midweek and they go i'm going to run with these crazy bushies," how do they find you how do they find out where the run is tell us a little bit more
1: i've got no bloody idea
2: (laughs) a lot of it is just uh word by mouth yeah um people like people mention that they're with the bushes and people hear about it and, and it, everybody knows it's Saturday morning so it's just a matter of, a lot of people um, just hear about the fact we, we start um, from different places and they just ask questions of different people that were bushes you know it's just word of mouth mainly Yeah. yeah we, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we so have a lot of different people turn up all the time Yep. and a lot turn up and realise it's a bit harder than what they wanted and don't turn up again Yeah. and then we have other cases like uh, we were talking about this morning where we did a similar run down from Waterfall down to the pipeline coming back up towards Kingfisher Pool and um, the ranger stopped and waiting for a few of the slow ones and there was this new young girl with us and she was going quite well and everything and Big Tim, we all stop. Big Tim says, "Oh, this is about time we have a group hug." Well, this girl was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, when she got back, she got in the car and took off, and we never saw uh, her again.
0: <laughs> I, I'm sure he's done. Really done we, yeah, that's yeah. Tim's more than inappropriate, and uh, I'm sure yeah. he's, he's. I'm sure he's done that more than ten times since yeah. I've known him. But nearly
2: uh, every week we get new new people turn up all the time.
0: Yep. Yep. It, yeah. So, um, they, but they can actually find out information on the Facebook page. No, so no, no. It's closed no. Page, closed, closed yep. page. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But do they post where the runs are going to be on the? It's, no, it's no, not. It's uh, not that. All right. So it's no. bec- it's becoming a bit of a uh, <laughs> becoming a bit of a mystery for those listeners. So without the word of mouth, how do they find out? How do they? Maybe okay. So natural let's. Sh- should we? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's natural selection. I like that. So what about if um, if I ask them, they can send me a message on my Facebook page, uh, Run- running matters podcast. And if they if they're interested in finding out where the where the run's going to be on Saturday, I'm, are you guys happy for me to pass on where you give guys are going to be? My
1: email or phone number. I'm happy to
0: do that. Okay, just pass on your email address. Fair, fair, yep, yep. Want me to give it? Yep. You, yep.
1: That's <laughs> W Hick. So it's W H I C K four at bigpond.com. dot Okay. And my home number is nine. No. Oh, no, n- no don't give the home number. No. All right. So it's W Hick four at bigpond.com.
0: Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, there's, there's
1: a reason for that. Is that if we we had just the newsletter site, which was just emails. And then we started the Facebook site, and we made that a, a, a closed site. And members, yep. When we had it open with the, the newsletter, we had all sorts of people that weren't running with us that would get on there and start putting things on there that we thought were perhaps a bit inappropriate. Sure. Um, and so we decided to change that, and we got a closed site for the emails. Yep. And the same with the Facebook. So people people find out about us, such as through yourself with running. Yep. Um, they know somebody, they put us in touch, they ring up, and we say, hey, oh, yeah, we're running from such and such next week, seven o'clock, come along. Yep. And if they run with us, we'll, we'll get them onto the newsletter site. Yeah, right. But we don't want just anybody coming or trying to join.
4: Right. I think, I think the, from, from my experience and knowing a few people who have come along and who don't run anymore, and other people who have come along <coughs> and are lifelong died in the wall, tattooed members now, um, there's definitely a type of personality which gets along well, running with this group, and I think if you know someone that per- and that person is already a bushy, they can explain that sort of thing first, and you know they might bring a friend along, and they're not going to bring someone along who doesn't suit the group, because I'm just getting back to the nicknames. Some people might not be thick-skinned enough to turn up, and somebody call them. Some of these nicknames. I'll I'll go through some of them. Pretty funny. But yeah, I mean, Porco. Well, Tail Light, Father Bill, Sleepers, Deadly, Fat Girl Two. There's obviously a Fat Girl One there somewhere. Chopper, uh, Smoker. There's Fat Phil. um, Yeah. There's there's tons of good ones. Black Duck. uh, Little Wayne, Fat Wayne, Gingerbread Man. Bankers Broad, Roger the Dodger, uh, Flat Steve, The Dancer, Blow Up. Some some people probably take it in really good humour. You've got to and have thick skin. You have to have
2: slightly skin. That's the magic skin. word, you've got to be thick skin.
4: Yeah. And it's yeah. all in good fun, and people can joke yeah. like that to their good mate, but sometimes when people don't know you, and, you know, they might, they might not take it in the humour that it was intended. Yeah. And it is intended in humour, obviously, <laughs> we're yeah. all... We're all good blokes and good girls, but yeah.
1: <laughs> my um, my next door neighbour, neighbour now, she had one run with the bushes from Heathcote Station. Uh, Pina brought her along, and she finished up in tears.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Did she She's, run with tall Timmy? No, no,
1: no, no, no. She fell off the back, and didn't know where she was, and the go was called and. She managed to stagger her way back and was never ever going to run with us again. <laughs> <laughs> so she just perhaps wasn't suited to our sense of humour. Yeah. 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 But uh, we would have a lot of people, and hundreds and hundreds without exaggeration, that have run with the Bushies once. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's sure. right. The, the, yeah.
0: The, the one runners. And then,
1: as Danny said though, we've got people that haven't run with us for 15 or more years and they still get the newsletter and follow what's going on.
4: Yeah, and identify as Bushy. Which- Yes, when, when, when you know people and, and you're proud to you know, associate with the club, you, you're always bushy
2: and appreciate their sense of humour. Absolutely. And, well, Billy created that sense of humour too. Yeah. Actually, yep. one of the other girls that got a. Um, was went complaining one day that she didn't have a nickname. Yeah. And Billy was Billy. And he says, "Oh, well, you're Fat Girl." <laughs> and this other woman was standing near He said, "How come she got a nickname and I didn't?" He said, "Well, you're Fat Girl too." <laughs> so she ran straight over to the other group of people at the stand and said,
0: oh, "I'm Fat Girl too." She's, real proud. She's happy. <laughs> she, got a nickname. she got what she wanted. She's really proud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Usually,
1: somebody does something wrong, wrong yeah. in that they do yeah. something silly or whatever. And, and it just needs to be a little thing. Yeah. And they can hit yeah. that. Stinks.
2: Yeah. Like that's Billy uh, one of our presentation days gone back many, many years and Billy decided the group that were running <laughs> this slow women to call them all toads, and he presented that's them all yeah, yeah. with the toads. Yeah, and my my wife, who used to lead them, became the queen toad. Oh, really? And still is queen toad. Queen toad. Yeah. yeah,
1: And On the rare occasion she gets in the top five, yeah, she goes in as queen toad. Queen toad. There you
0: go.
2: Yeah, but I like uh,
0: I like the nickname six bricks. That's um, that's that's a, that's a that's funny monumental. Too. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a good nickname. But
1: that, That has nothing to do with her intellect. No, she's very, very bright. No, I've got to say that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Do you know the story for that? Tell us the story. She was getting renovations done on the house where she used to live at Loftus, and at the time the bricklayer was working there, and she was helping the bricklayer. And Billy said, "You know, worst effect. You know, what could you do?" She said, "I carry bricks for him. How could you carry bricks?" She said, "I carry six bricks at a time." (laughs) There you go. There, there it is. Six six Bricks. Bricks. Yeah. There you go.
0: That just stuck.
1: That's
4: great. Bricks. That's a That's great thing. Been
1: nickname. been well, she joined From in Well, She yeah. joined in nineteen eighty six, and she got that nickname almost straight away. Wow. Yeah.
0: yeah. There you go. So I'm I'm a bit disappointed, and, and I'm a bit bit scared to say this, but you know I turn up for probably two runs a year, and I'm I'm yet to get a nickname. So can we can you guys come up with something in the near future or potty? Potty, there you go.
1: There you are. There you go, stuck. Spot on. There you go, nice one. Nick. Well, with your nickname, we've got, we got so many mats. Yep. We've got, yeah. um, I, I won't go through those, we've got so many mats, and we had Matt Murphy turn up a couple of years ago now, and he'd just come after another bloke and joined us called Matt. Oh I too many bloody mats, we haven't got any rugs. You're a rug. <laughs> how, his nickname is Rugs.
0: There you go. And he loves it. Yeah. He loves it. Perfect. That's
2: it. Perfect. That's a good one. Yeah. And so, toilet brush. Oh the toilet brush. He came up with his mo- Mohawk type haircut.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just called him toilet, like a well, toilet he looks brush. looks like a bloody toilet brush. <laughs> and he's so at the presentation the year before last we gave him a toilet brush. For,
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Fitting. Yeah. Fitting. Fitting. Yeah. So yeah. um Danny, have you got anything you want to share with us?
4: I was just jotting down some of the the weird names of um, places because I I also had a a friend of a friend who was interested in coming for a run recently and when she was uh, described the the run was rubbish bins main bar and she goes okay should I I look for a specific rubbish bin or what, what do I do and I explained to her where that was and then that just led me to think of some of the places which which we describe dead cow, dune buggy, rabbits, tables and chairs, the rubbish bins, humpy back whale. Um, I mean, there's, the there's. Rabbits? Yeah, there's, there's tons of them. Um, and these are all very specific places with very obvious reasons why that they're called that, but that wouldn't be obvious to anyone except someone who's run the bushies. <laughs> so it's that's, that's quite funny. Any others that you could think well, of? Well, I reckon
2: the best descriptions when jonas was taking the um the slow women group billy would ring up on the friday night and tell her where to run and because he got in billy speak right, right i'd have to she'd listen to it all and then tell me what he'd said and then i'd have to describe what he meant like going down a, a track and you'll find a big, really big rock, you turn left, and then you run along to you, come to three big trees, and you turn right, and when you come over a little creek, you go straight ahead, don't go left or right, and then that was the type of descriptions, and that's where the dead cow came in, you had to run past the dead cow and turn right, or turn left. on the tractor. And the tractor. <laughs> and the tractor. <laughs> There were things like this were just brilliant from Billy. Yeah. He was sensational, describing things.
1: Yeah. He, he told me once out on Lady Carrington, he said, go out to the big tree. And I said, Billy, it's a forest. He said, don't you know the big tree? <laughs> and I said, no. He said, everyone knows the big tree. <laughs> okay, Billy. <laughs> they, well, knew, they knew what he meant. Yeah, I had yeah, no yeah. idea. Big yeah. tree in a forest.
2: Well, it's like our Tuesday night runs down there. We always ran to the rock. Yeah,
1: yeah. The and
2: rock, everybody yeah. knew the rock. Yeah. And yeah. new people would turn up and say, "But well, there are rocks everywhere."
4: Well, but I've we all
2: had a particular rock, did
4: I got a funny story about yeah. that when I was very young. Um, Dad made us a little bike trailer so that we could carry, um, I don't know, ten litres of water. And me and my brother rode our BMXs with this little bike trailer. And he just goes, "Just go out to the rock, and you can set up your little drink station there." Oh. And so I rode out, and I'm thinking oh, I'll come to this rock at some stage. And we actually rode probably nearly to the gate. I probably turned around <laughs> before the hill. And Dad had already finished the run, and he's thinking, "Where the hell are these two kids?" And I'm riding back, thinking, "Wow, well, where's everyone?" You know. And uh, and finally he come jogging back out, going, "Where the hell were you?" And I'm like, "Well, tell me where the rock is. You know, is there a sign on it that says the rock?" There certainly isn't. Yeah. But yeah, uh, good fun.
0: Yeah. So um. Changing the topic a little bit, we've got a listener question, and it's from Marty Keys. So Marty Keys has uh, messaged in, and he's asked if um, if he could start a, a kids running group. So he's willing to sacrifice his Saturday morning run to take kids out. Um, any thoughts on that? Do you want to do want to answer Marty Marty's question?
1: It's called <laughs> Little Athletics. Little
0: Athletics. <laughs> yep. So uh, there you go. There you go mate, you might have to just start up your own group and, and take them running, that's uh, that's, yeah. that's I think
2: it'll be a bit tough on little little kids some of the stuff that we do
0: Oh he wants to take, he wants and to start his own own group, you know, just start, everyone meets up together and he'll just take the the kids he'll, Everyone can bring oh, the right. kids up, he'll look after them and take them out for a run for <laughs> for just a K, you know um, yeah, he. It's, he's volunteering. Yeah, he's love he's He's volunteering his time. He's he's you know just wants to. I guess he's having trouble getting out with his kids, so he just thought, "Oh, good excuse to bring him along, and I'll play with the kids." But uh, may, maybe maybe you might might do that on a Sunday morning as opposed to a Saturday. Really. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, yeah, you'd have to be careful with insurance
1: too. Yeah, I, I, I took some kids out once on a Wednesday. Went um, because the bush is run on a. Monday and Wednesday as well but nowhere near as big as what well, the Saturday was. And we're out of Wednesday out at the, another name out at the Table and Chairs which we all know the Table and Chairs but no one else would know because there's no Table and Chairs there <laughs> but there used to be many many years ago some Table and Chairs near the yeah. there, Geary Turnoff so they had a group of kids there and I said oh well I'll, I'll take them down so we went, I took them down to Curra Moors, and I thought oh I'll walk back up Billy called the red brick road which brings you out north of the table and chairs and then back well of course I hadn't realized how far it was and I was used to running it we were out for so long when we finally come back to the road with this big group of kids there's all these mothers there they weren't happy (laughs) they were in in their cars they've driven up trying to find out where their kids were (laughs) and um, yeah I never did that again
0: so freaking out so so where's where will the bushies be in twenty years? Where do you see the 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 future of the bushies well, going? I'll probably be in a nursing home. Yeah, yeah.
1: Lou was a year younger, so we will be getting close to it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> having wheelchair races. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Billy but did. Billy did that <laughs> when he got his hip done. Remember that down yeah. in Melbourne? Yeah. Billy got his first hip replacement down in Melbourne, and that they got him after the, the operation put him in a wheelchair and he's racing up and down the hallway with other people oh, yeah. in the i don't know how fast he was going but he was racing up and down with the wheelchair He's
4: always been a competitive bugger too
1: oh yeah well it doesn't
2: matter what it is he has yeah. to compete doesn't he yeah, yeah. he's always saying. got to compete with you
4: and even if he wasn't and competing running he'd be in a wheelchair or he'd be out hanging out the car putting shit on you during your run, yeah. <laughs> or handing you a bottle of water at the same time as telling you you're nothing, you're never gonna make it, but yeah. it's his uh, term of the view. Oh, he he had me. a lot
2: of uh, reverse psychology Billy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He'd always tell people they'd never make it, and yeah. uh, they were nothing. And yeah,
0: Yeah. he used to, uh, when yeah. I always remember training for the Canberra Marathon, he used to drive off in his car and go, you'll go the worst out of the bushes but you should still turn up. <laughs> 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 so, and and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, just basically say you disgrace yourself, but you might as well keep going through with it yeah. or something like that, you know. Well, he, he had
1: JB at the Sydney Marathon at um Mark's Field when he lost his teeth. Oh, he, the Sydney, JB came in from the marathon along the finish straight, and I happened to be working on the timing at the time. Anyway, JB came in. And he's chucked his heart up, including his false teeth. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, Little Legs picked his teeth up. And Get out of the spew. And I think that was the time, pretty much correctly, that Billy told him to take his bushy shirt off, you're a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> he had his bushy singlet off. And the poor bloke's just chucked his heart up, finished a marathon, and Billy's there saying, Take that shirt off, you are a disgrace to the bushy. Get rid of that, sir. <laughs>
0: That's hilarious because you can't try any harder than throwing up over the line. After oh. doing a marathon, yeah. After doing a marathon.
2: But Little Legs is a dentist. Yeah. So he's seen the spew and he's seen the false teeth and knew how much they were worth. Yeah. So he's reached in there and pulled them
0: out.
2: Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> he thought that was important.
0: Which it is, really. Yeah. You know, yeah. In the big yeah. scheme of things. Okay. So any concerns with that? Because the medium age for the bushies is, is getting older, you know, and, and do you... Do you, what do you do, do you, do you rather than seeing that the bush is getting older and, and not injecting younger members in the community, is there something that you guys think about to think, well how do we keep it going, you know?
1: I, I don't worry about it anymore, um, because we are getting newer people coming. Yeah. 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 You're not that old. No. Um, we've got, certainly got some, some of the goodies. Yeah. Um. certainly younger. Um, we've got... Beck is a girl that's just started with us recently. She was
4: the one I was talking about. <laughs> oh, was
1: it? Yeah, yeah. Beck. yeah, Um There was another one, na- oh, Jess, I think, was another one that came along recently. Um, we started a fern tree oval uh, a couple of months ago, and the woman that lived opposite saw us and started talking to Popeye. There's another nickname for her. <laughs> started talking to Popeye, and he said, well, come along next week. We'll be at such and such. And yeah. um, that's Pip. So she came along, and she's been running with us. Yeah. today at waterfall she brought a sister along there you go. so yeah
0: so, so the club's yeah. 50 years old it's it's going to be safe for it for the future I is think the future so. safe
2: Yeah. So. yeah because we there are a lot of younger runners yeah along yeah just friends of friends and word of mouth as usual yeah and a lot of the girls and a lot of the guys yeah because they know it's um a tough thing to do people hear about it and know it's a the challenge a tough workout the, the challenge yeah, yeah. and, and a, we, we a, don't have
1: to worry about it either because we don't really care yeah. if we have 120 turn up or whether we have 40 turn up yeah. the people who are there have a good time the
0: people that they want to be yeah. there yeah. 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 yeah yeah and i suppose catering to to walkers as well um you know is
1: well it's half full of X runners isn't it yeah. yeah a
2: lot of them are half run runner- uh Half of them are ex-runners, yeah. and a lot of people who've just heard word of mouth that they can go for a walk with us. Yeah, you know, they've never been running with us. They turn up and just enjoy the walk.
1: Mind you, they have to have the same sense of humour though, because we've had quite a few walkers that only turned up once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <Sure. laughs> An old, old neighbour of mine, I met him at Inga He was walking. I said, "Oh, come along, you know." And fortunately for him, we were walking from Geary uh, and it's uh, a nice flat run. Yeah, he headed straight oh. off to, to Little Geary and straight up over the stairs and down to Era. You never saw him again. Yeah. Yeah. he never come back. Yeah, no. a bit
0: of a shock. Yeah, it was too much for him. Yeah. yeah. Someone's going to start a club, walked with the Bushies once. What do you <laughs> <know>? <laughs> yeah, ran with the Bushies once. They, yeah. they might have a subgroup. R- run with the Bushies once, walk with the, the Bushies once.
2: Another place where the Bushies got well known too is whenever you had to go to a physio. Or saw sore, bit... sore leg or sore knee or something like that. Yeah. And they'd ask you, oh, what are you doing? I say, oh, I run through the bush a lot. And they would say, with the bushes? <laughs> and you say, yeah. He said, well, that's why you've got injuries. <laughs> All this stuff I hear about you people, it's just <laughs> it's real, and you're mad. <laughs> yeah, right. Came the person, no, uh, but any of them. Yeah. And you go to another one, you might have a right, lot of trouble with me shoulders from work. And you go, and they'd be working on you, and they say, "Oh, what do you do?" I say, "Oh, do a bit of bush running." You don't go with them stupid bushy people, do you? I said, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> I mean, you feel them whack into your you think, "Oh, jeez, making me a go." <laughs> there might have been
0: a one time But it was. It just yeah. showed
2: that um, just the word of mouth. No matter what physio oh, cool. you went to, they knew about the bushes because yeah. of people they'd worked on. Yeah.
0: There's not too many people in the area that don't know about. Yeah. you know the, bushes, the group yeah, yeah. The bushes. Well, the so we've it, done a
1: lot of good things too yep, yep. besides all oh. the crazy stuff There's, speaking about doing the good things we started off with the triathlon the bushy triathlon then we yeah. did the bushy ultra yep. and now we help with the coastal classic uh, but we used to but we did the uh, thing with the
2: Sutherland hospital before that we raised old, money for the machine there Big,
1: yeah that was a big deal we helped at the surf life saving titles for, a couple of times yep. in the very early days yeah, so we. Tell,
0: tell um, us about the uh, sorry. Tell us about the uh, the ultra, the the royal ultra. What what did that entail? Tell us about that event.
1: Um, it was a 50-50. It was fifty k, fifty mile, from memory. Well, it was totally crazy. I reckon. Yeah. Two days. We Over did two a, days. No, 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 no. You started started either out, one or the other. Oh, started okay, yeah, out yeah, as
2: seventy five k. And Max Mugenhofer was in. Involved with it, and they asked him to select a track. So, every big hill in the <laughs> national park that we ran, he made a track that included the lot. Yeah, right. and these it was terrible. These people all did it, yeah, and it was hard, yeah, and it was a really rewarding for them, but really hard work for us organizing it, yeah, and, be, and on the day, yeah. So, then they brought it to a 50 kilometer run, and mm-hmm. um. We had big numbers in it and involved in it yep and we organized it brilliantly like was so much effort in it because we knew we've been in all these fun runs and we knew what was involved knew how it worked
0: yeah yeah so um, you get a lot of people from the community turning up and doing it yeah yeah, yeah. we did
1: yeah the first year don wallace won it from queensland right. down from come down from queensland yeah right he um max had worked out the the route and um i was in charge of that um Tops, Little Eggs was down near the dead cow in the tractor, uh, which which is at the back of Helensburg, and I can't remember the other parts, but they worked out the times that the first runner should come through, so Little Eggs got there half an hour before to go out and mark the course. As he went to start, Don Wallace come through. Oh, wow. He was so quick. He was basically half an hour in yeah. front of what Max and the others had calculated
3: yeah yeah so
1: he ran with with um terry while putting the markers out
3: wow. because
1: he was miles in front of anybody else yeah so you had terry little legs and don wallace running That's through it. while terry put the markers out for the people behind yeah um what? so we learnt a bit from that
0: how, how yeah. long did that event run for and was it an annual event it was an annual event
1: probably about five years about five years
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, what, what I, killed that what,
2: what I th- happened i think the national parks yeah, uh, yeah. so be. much trouble negotiating with the national parks yeah it's unbelievable
0: so i um, i know from experience i've i've just had them approve a um a, an ultra marathon that i'm putting on the first weekend in july so it's a it's it's a two-day event so 50k on the saturday 50k on the sunday and uh it's taken months and months for them to r- approve it but basically what you've got to do now is you've got to stay on a fire trail so no single trails you can't cross any roads there has to yeah. be parking appropriate to the start line <coughs> there has to be toilet public toilets where you where you start and finish the event uh so there was a lot of uh hoop jumping to get it through uh, but it's no public holidays no you can't have it in public holidays or school holidays uh-huh. uh, but anyway we've got it through so that's exciting wow, so that's n- good national parks yeah so we've got <coughs> i'm calling it the, the royal double ultra because it's 50 k's on the saturday and 50 k's on the sunday uh so it's nice mm. to have something back in the national park something close that that people can do you know yeah, hopefully yeah. well i'm sure we'll get a few bushes yep. attending that you know yeah. so that'll be good because yeah. we
2: used to run the uh triathlon also that went for exactly 10 years
0: tell us about that where where was that and well
2: yeah group got together because they all started doing triathlons yep and they were going to triathlons and they found they weren't well organized so they got together and said look we want to have show them how a triathlon should be yeah so they got together and we organized this triathlon started down at Audley I was in charge of the water section, so it, we got that surveyed to make sure it was really accurate. Yep. And put all boys down the river. They used to start from the near Audley Weir yep. and swim down to almost the fish trap oh, wow. down there. Wow. Not quite that far, but it was 1.6 kilometres. 1.6 Six, 1. six, swim, six yeah. And yep. um, then they climb out from the little beach that's in there.
3: Yeah.
2: And we put carpet all the way along the road from there all the way back to the causeway and they'd run back along there then jump on their push bikes were in there right up the hill to Waterfall then go down Waterfall Hill where we'd had a lot of people try to tell them to slow down yeah. but they didn't and then down the, further down Waterfall Hill try and slow them down again yeah. then up Gary Hill and along the past Bunduna and then back down
0: into Audley so a full lap of the park. Full so lap to of speak. the park. Yeah. How, how many park. k's is that? Forty. Forty k. Forty k ride.
2: Yeah. Yep. Approximately, and yep. then, um, they used to have to run seventeen k out along Lady Carrington Drive.
0: Yeah. Out and
1: back. I looked after that the first two years.
0: Yeah. 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 Right. How, so that yeah, I've heard all about that triathlon. Who um, yeah. how long did that run for? Ten years. Ten years was it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But that was the biggest thing. Was that with that was the hassles with the national park yeah
0: did you, did you have did to you, close any roads or did you did you wear it no, no.
2: Yeah. that was before the um, insurance thing came in about closing roads yeah right but because it was a, a sealed loop sort of thing like there were no nobody coming in from your left
1: right so all left hand yeah. turns all the way around yeah gotcha yeah, yeah.
2: so it worked out well that <laughs> way yeah
1: Yeah. bit tough going up I did it once I've only ever done two triathlons yeah and i you come out of the swim, you got to ride straight up Audley Hill. Yeah, that's a bad. Yeah. yeah. It was cruel.
2: Yeah. It was it's cruel. So. And what? the same as that, like after the first year, they said, oh, we'll make it a, a 10k run, because that's what they were doing, 10ks. Yeah. And I never did triathlons, but I insisted that they kept it at the 17. Yeah. yeah. And um, I can look back at now and I think, oh, shit, what a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Harbour yeah. fair. Yeah, I thought if they want to do them, make them run hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. It was
1: funny with the carpet. We used to get secondhand, or well, just carpet off cuts and um, lay the bits of carpet down. But of course, sometimes the carpet had staples in it from where they'd been pulled up. Ooh. And uh, now and again, we get complaints about the staples. <laughs> just tough. just conditioning. Yeah,
4: that's tough. It's conditioning tough. Yeah. There's,
1: a, yeah. there's a couple of funny things happened there. Um, the bike at the bait shed that orderly put in a complaint to national parks about the triathlon. There was one year the first girl came in and she came out of the water well in front, but she was a fair income and triathlete. So she's running, um, just past where the bikes were, got a bag, stripped all the gear off and then put a bike gear on and jumped on the bike and off she went. And the bloke at the bike shed complained because the girl had taken her clothes off. Oh yeah. Whereas all of us who happened to see it thought it was fantastic. Yeah. We never thought anyone <laughs> would complain about that. But the bloke at the had complained.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh. But there's a guy that um, runs in Coles. You know Colesie? Yeah. Um, Colesie came in the triathlon one day and Colesy was, was very dedicated. He had all the, all the right gear. And uh, he was really fixated on it. And he'd come out of the swim... He's run along the carpet, into where the bike racks were, got, his, got changed, ran back out. And you think about that, he's supposed to be on his bike. <laughs> he's got changed into the bike gear and ran out of the bike area. <laughs> <laughs> and Goonie and myself and a couple others were yelling out to Colsey, the bike, the bike, you'll need the bike. Wrong one. That's a long run. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's had to come back in and get his bike and then go up there. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh, uh, mate.
0: And so the Bushies have a, um, a cycling group too? They've got a, a, uh, bike, a bike club?
2: Did have. Yeah. Which has um, faded off a bit. Right. But it became very big when they were all doing triathlons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they still ride... Um, there's quite a few few of them still ride during the week yeah
0: I, yeah I, I had the feeling that um well i, I know that we <coughs> used, there used to be the ride down to canberra and then the canberra marathon
2: yeah
0: and um isn't there the bushies bike tour do you, do you yeah. still annual no, bike still, tour that's
2: still done there. Yeah. yeah
0: there's
1: still there's still, a, there's still a, a fair group of bushy bike riders yeah yeah um they ride on Saturdays, but mainly Sunday mornings. They have rides during the week. And then they organise the bike tour every every second year. Yeah. Oh, it's so every second year, the bike tour? Every second year is the, is yeah. the bike tour. It's too much to do it every, yeah. every year. Yeah, yep. Because there's a heck of a lot of organisation Yeah. goes where, into it.
0: Where do they go on the bike tour? In, everywhere.
1: Uh, yeah, everywhere. They've done mudgy a couple of times, two or three times now. But the, the first ones, um, we in hindsight we made it too difficult because we did day by day we get ride for a day sleep overnight somewhere and ride the next day and so on yeah. um we learned from that and a lot of the tours now they go to one place and do rides out from that place in like come back and yeah come rather back than extra. moving
0: accommodation yeah yeah yeah
1: so in the old days um and i i have a lot to do with organizing the early tours and we had 110 i think on our wow second tour over 100 on the next one. <laughs> That's a lot of work. And so, um, yeah, we they were pretty big deals yeah. back in those days. Yeah. Uh, now, I think they restrict it to about 50. Yep. Um, and as far as I know, they generally start, such as at Mudgee, and they can ride to different places Yeah. from there. I'm not sure where they're going next next year. Yep. Uh, yeah. No, it's this year, I think. I think it will be this year. Yep. So, the, yeah, the bushy bike riders, they're still, they're still going. Yeah. Um that's the goodies I've been talking about the goody bike riders there's also the slower bike riders leave from Sylvania Athletic Track on Sunday morning right out to Kernell
0: and back do they have a name? Bushes yeah oh I just thought a name for the slower yeah. riders no no nah, just called them the has-, so. has-, has, yeah, been, yeah, yeah, has been. yeah, has- been, yeah. yeah. and so um, and
2: that all started way back in in
0: 1988
2: yeah yeah and um, Bicentennial yeah and Billy decided well well do a bike ride and we'll go from Kernel to Canberra <laughs> just a little ride yeah uh, hang on hang on via Kosciuszko Jeez. was it via Kosciuszko was it really yeah so that was their Not... initial
1: off the, off the hook let's do it yeah. yeah and little legs said well if we're going to it's by Centennial we should ride from, um, from Kernel
0: ah oh, okay
1: we, we'd done the every year we used to ride from Sutherland Pool via Macquarie Pass to Canberra. Yep. We'd ride to Goulburn the first day, and then the next day we'd, or next morning we'd ride to Canberra.
0: And the day after you got to Canberra, was that the Canberra Marathon? That's right. Yeah. That's that pretty right. impressive, like, to ride from Sydney and then to Goulburn, stay Goulburn overnight, and then from Goulburn, ride to Goulburn to Canberra, and then run the the marathon, marathon the next well, what's day. Impressive that's impressive really...
1: Linda Walton did that. She was the first girl to do it, and she ran 2.54. That's wow. Impressive. That's yeah.
0: impressive, yeah. After cool. riding, how many how k's many is it to Canberra? Three 300. k's, yeah. wow. It's
1: 210 the first day and roughly 90 to 100 or something. Bit of, the, the next bit of a
0: taper day. into the marathon yeah. the day
1: before. Well, Kim Kim Saunderson, Kimbo, she would have been the first girl to do it. Yeah. And she rode into a bloody crack at Maroon in the highway and fell off and injured herself.
0: Oh, that's a shame.
1: And, um, yeah, she would have been the first. But anyway, the next year, Linda did it, 254. Wow. Yeah. But the, the, the Kernel one, you know, we, we thought it would be alright to ride from Sutherland, but Little Leagues of course said, no, no, no Bicentennial, we should ride from Australia's birthplace to Australia's highest point, to Australia's capital, <laughs> in three and a half
3: days.
1: Oh, wow. wow. So we rode, it was roughly 240 kilometres to Goulburn, roughly, and it poured rain all day. The next morning we got up really early and we had a 240 kilometre ride to I think it was Berrydale. So we did 240 in the rain 240 in the rain and when we got to to Berrydale the third group, because we had three groups got in just on dark. The sun had gone down there was just a little bit of light left in the rain and the next day we rode from there to Charlotte's Pass and Thankfully, we couldn't run to the top if Little Legs wanted us to run to the top, <laughs> but the National Parks wouldn't let us, which was fantastic.
0: <laughs> this, uh, this Little leg sounds like a sicko. Um, <laughs> masochist. Masochist. Yes. Tell, tell, we, us about, tell us about Little Legs. Is, is he a handy runner or what, what, what can you tell us about yeah, Little Legs? Yeah, yeah. What's, did he have some pretty good PBs? 244 marathon. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What about you guys? He, uh, are, what, what, well, what are some of your PBs?
2: No, just on Little Legs there. He played uh, first grade rugby for Ranwick. Really? As a hooker.
0: Yep.
2: And he was only a little fella, but he was their hooker f- when they won all their grand finals there with the elder Brothers and all that sort of stuff. Wow. Yeah. So he was a, a he was tough a little fella.
0: Yep. Yeah. He had, um, short, obviously, little legs. No. Well, well, a little in height. Not that little. Yeah. But we
1: already had a Terry Big Leg, so we couldn't have two big legs, so we became Terry <laughs> Little, little legs. legs. Yeah, right. Yeah. If, if, if I just get back to that first bike tour again. When we couldn't go up Charlotte's Pass, we went down to, the Oscar, We went down to the hotel. I think it was at Charlotte's Pass, and Trish Griffin had worked there at some stage and knew the guy there. And I was the, the treasurer. I had, I had some of the money. I said let's get some hot chips. And so we had. I don't know how much. I spent a fortune for bushy money on hot chips. And the guy just kept bringing hot chips. And Billy Courtney, Gypsy, and someone else got stuck into the port. So they're drinking port and hot chips. <laughs> and we were staying in Perisher, so we had to oh, get from Charlotte's Pass, you had to ride up the hill to get out of Charlotte's Pass to ride down to Perisher. Oh, we couldn't do, yeah. we T- couldn't do it. Yeah, do it. The guy at the pub had a trailer, so he made two or three trips with all the bikes and the trailers, and we got cars <laughs> to carry us back to, Charlotte's <laughs> bed, to Perisher. The next morning we got up, and it was snowing. Oh really? So we'd ridden for for three days into the rain. 500, 500. Yeah, and then it
0: snowed. I bet a and few people were happy about that. No riding. We no we rode. Riding in the snow.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I only had shorts. I didn't know anything much about riding. I didn't have only fingerless gloves, shorts. <laughs> so we rode down to Ginderbine, but some of them caught the the tube. What's the?
0: Yeah, it's the tube. Tube. Yeah. Tube. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's
1: tube. Probably half the people caught that or got lifts, but. Um, the rest of us rode down and uh, that wasn't very pleasant no not at all sorry I no no so
0: some pb so <coughs> I'm, I'm sure you guys were, were fairly handy runners in your day so <coughs> what what was your uh what, what are some of your pbs bluey what were your uh, what were your best races what were your what were your strengths well we did uh when i started running there were a lot of fun
2: runs going around yep but, and we used to run in them but um my best time for the southern surf was a 750 which um 3750
0: seven, yeah wow yeah that's fine which yep.
2: amazed a lot of people yeah i ran with one of our top runners terry uh, keith sadler yep and um that's a, that's
0: a very i kept
2: up with him for half the race and then he told me you're an idiot to get lost being polite and uh because he knew i'd blow up yeah but i I've got managed yet. to keep going, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What
0: about um, marathon? Were you, the, you good over the longer distance as well?
2: Um, I broke <laughs> my heart doing the marathon, the Wang Marathon. I was, got pretty fit for it. Did, um, ran all the way, had to stop for a drink every 5K. Got up to the 40K mark. And I thought, well, I'd better have it. I've done it every 5K. I'll stop for a drink, had a drink. And then I was uh, gone. So right. I just jogged Legs just stopped very, very slowly, yep. got in there 302 <laughs> oh, just broke missed, my heart. <laughs>
0: just missed out on that three hour.
2: Yeah. And when they sent out the photo, I just tore it up. I was so, <laughs> so disgusted. Yeah. And now I wish I had kept it because yeah. a lot it's of a people nowadays <laughs> are doing it even three hours. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, that was... Both are my best with that. Yeah. But the city to surf... Yeah, yep. Yeah. I used to um, go, we did that, oh, I did four of them, but I used to go in and run around first year and jump in with the crowd and everybody get the shits with you and
0: Because
2: yeah. you jump it in. Yeah. But they had kids starting on the front line and all that sort of thing early days. Yeah. And then um, the next year I went in, I saw Harry Ward doing a warm-up.
0: Ah, oh, righto,
2: yep. I said, how are you going, Harry? Because he used to run and wanted surf club with us.
0: Wardy's done a podcast with us recently. Oh, all right, Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, everyone <laughs> yeah. knows Wardy. Go on.
2: So I went and uh, I said, oh, where do you start? Because he was one of the stars in them days. Your the preferred runner. And he says, oh, we, we go up there and start on the side. They didn't have preferred oh, start. Okay. Oh, okay, right. yeah. And he said, we'd just gather on the side. When they get to go, They we take off. I says, oh, all right. Eh? So I went up and joined them, didn't I? Yeah. Anyway, that was the right second year I was bit standard back, and then the third year I did it I took off with them but didn't overdo it and then the fourth one and last one I did I thought well I'll go for it, so I'm running flat out and um, it's a funny feeling going through the tunnel when there's only thirty or forty people in front of yeah, you yeah and you look back and you can see the whole road just covered with nice, people chasing don't, you down yeah but um yeah, so I ran my guts out and got up the top, and there was John Samuel was standing there, and he said to me, "Ah, oh, you won't catch me, wife, this year, because they cheated." And um, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't mention that, but anyway, so I super ran my guts out just to catch her, which I did right on the finish, and came in front of her, and I was exactly ten minutes behind the record holder which was um de Stella at the time
0: wow oh. so what time you, the he'd, suspense is killing me well he'd done a 40
2: 37 and i'd done a 50 47 wow yeah.
0: congratulations solid. that's a that's a solid yeah. that's a very solid time and that was it wow yeah yeah <laughs> well mate you can hang the boots up with a time like that yeah Oh, well, i was really proud of that yeah, yeah. no that's that's very it impressive it was hard work yeah that's very impressive but and then so, we were fit yeah yeah well that's right yeah no that's good and bill what about you some pbs um yeah i
1: i was pretty fixated i suppose when i was running with the bushes um i was running fairly well and i used to used to try very very hard I used to train hard i never did big miles um I'd usually do about in miles 55 miles a week, so what's that about 85 kilometres a week or something? Yep, and um, as Bluey said, we do the fun runs, there's so many fun runs. Andrew Lloyd would do a fun run on a Saturday and then back up on a Sunday and run them both. You could do that sort of thing back in those days. Um, Southern to surf, I did 35 high 35, 36. I think was the official time. Wow. Um, that was the year John Samuel threw it all the timing equipment. <laughs> Don't mention that either. Anyway, um City to Surf, I had a couple of 48s, 49. Wow. Moving. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. 5K, 1613. Wow. Uh, that was track. Uh, did ten miles a couple of times under the hour. Uh, 244.06 the marathon. Two forty-four. Wow. Uh, and I should add there the little legs. I said he did two forty-four ten the following year. Okay. The, the, the poor bugger. He was trying his hard out. You know. <laughs> to be Yeah. And he, must, he must have been so pissed off.
0: Yeah. You've always got that. That's <laughs> four seconds. Yeah. yeah four seconds. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. So I've got to ask you guys. Six foot track. Have you done six foot? And, and what's uh, what's your PDs? Me. I I did it when <laughs>
1: I when I was running well. I was doing different sort of things to the six foot trap. Uh, the King of the Mountain was on around those years as well. And you had know, people like Roger Hardy would do the King of the Mountain down at Nowrie, do the six foot trap. Whereas I was doing marathons and fun runs. When I eventually got to the stage to do King of the Mountain and six foot trap, my running days were behind me. Like so many injuries. Yeah. So yes, I did it three times, but um, 459. I just break the five hours, yeah, yeah, uh, on the third attempt, yeah. Uh, but I, I, got, I still get injuries now. Um, I get Achilles injuries, chronic Achilles. Uh, probably eighty-two when I did the marathon was the last of my main running. I did another marathon, eighty-three with Sandra Romanis to help it, and that was just under three and a half. Yeah. But that was pretty much the end of my running.
0: Yeah. Back then. You got the two forty-four, you know.
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 That's I did some ultra running after that, but I was never any really good. I did a hundred, uh, twenty four, three twenty four hour runs, yeah, uh, twelve hour, hundred k, but I was never much good at those. Yeah.
0: So bringing it back to um, some of the, the the bushy stars, who who are some of the um, the standout runners that have have been members of the of the club.
4: Aside from you guys, to be honest, we'll yeah, bloody <laughs> solid times.
1: Yeah, we'll say. yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we, you got Christopher Cormac and Welshy, um, Welshy, Greg Welsh, Greg Welsh was the first one, and then Christopher Cormack, you know, world champions. Yeah, yeah. Um, certainly stand out. Yeah.
0: Um, Six. Weeks. Both both triathletes. What about runners?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> well, Harry I mean, Ward
1: yeah. used to run with us for a while. Yeah. Like not like the complicated runs yeah. yeah I actually led Harry Ward in a fun run from Ingedoom oh yeah yeah um, Bobby Socks Wayne Hefton and I we led him he's blind as a bat yep yeah. so when we yeah. went down from um, Boys, Town, Boys Town down pipeline. to get to the pipeline poor Harry couldn't see a bloody thing yeah we got down to the pipeline and we're yes we're in front of Harry Ward you know of course once you got the pipeline you could see where he was going he left us for, for dead yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. Um, Harry Ward um, Steve Porton. Yep. Steve Porton was uh, in the top 10 marathoners in Australia for 10 years. Wow. 10 years in a row. What sort of
0: times is he running for a marathon? 217. Yeah. Gee.
1: Religiously. Almost like once he got 216. Yeah, right. But he would run 217 all of the time. Wow. Which was very regrettable. Yeah. Because yeah. he tried to qualify for
2: the Commonwealth Games and Olympic Games each time. And that yes. was the two fourteen.
0: Oh really?
1: We raised money for and, him yeah, to go to Beijing to do the marathon the year before the, the Olympics. Yeah. And um, Warren Day donated a, a trip on ANSET. and we had a couple of other prizes and we sold tickets and raised enough money to send to get him to go over there. Yeah. And he ran two seventeen. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Heartbreaking for
2: him.
0: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But what an incredible runner. Yeah. Incredible time.
1: Uh, getting back to what Danny said and Helen's gonna kill me when she hears this you've gotta, you've gotta talk about it. Yeah. Right? Helen Stanger, six bricks. Yeah, uh, absolute champion. She's um in ult- ultra running. Yeah. She was the Australian twenty uh, four hour champion for I I don't know, fifteen or more years. Wow. Well, it only got broken a couple of years ago I reckon. Yeah. Uh two twenty nine. 229 kilometres in the 24 hours down in Oh, wow. And the girl that beat her, uh, beat her by less than a lap in the 400-metre track. Yeah. Um, she's Australasian record, Australasian 48-hour record. She has a world record age group for um, a couple of her distances. Not 24 hours, but a couple of the age groups. So, yeah, she was. Um, she's exceptional. Yeah. She had the best coach in the world. Yeah. So, and despite despite Billy's coaching, she did really well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's yeah. that's super impressive. Isn't uh, it? Billy amazing.
1: put a lot of time into helping Helen, and vice versa. Yeah,
0: and and <clears throat> we've spoken about Billy a lot in this um, in this interview. And he was pretty handy runner himself. What sort of times was he running?
2: Uh, I wouldn't say he was a handy yeah, runner. He no. was all right runner, mm. but he. He didn't go in a lot of the... He, we, early days, he, he did a lot of the fun runs. Yeah. But um, nothing... He wasn't dedicated just running looking for a short, run.
1: He'd be looking for shortcuts in the fun runs. <laughs> yeah. 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 Start yeah. Starting down, at, like you said, with City to Surf. Him and Pico yeah. and um, a couple of the guys starting down the bottom of the tip. Yeah. Yeah. That's where Samo was started too. Yeah,
2: you yeah. yeah, had a few... But Billy was a dedicated <coughs> runner that. Yeah. Like he, he used to do the... Um, he was always into me to re- get a new job. Get a new job, change your job, change your job. He says, come and run every Monday and Wednesday with me.
4: I said, I can't.
2: <laughs> and I eventually got a job out at the airport doing shift work. Yeah. So then I started running. every. Then yeah, you could do it. Yeah, so it was Monday, Wednesday and Saturday, yeah.
0: Alright, so I've got two names for you that you've, you haven't mentioned yet. Bobby Fickle and Telfi. Uh,
2: Telfi is a legend and under himself. Actually, when I did my first marathon way back in, I forget, and it was when Harry Batterham had turned up and he said, oh, he'd started running with this and he says, oh, I do this Vets marathon. And he says, it's just four laps around a, a track over in eastern suburbs. And I had absolutely no idea what a marathon was, but I'd been running with Bill. And he said, oh, yeah, we'll go over and do it. And we've gone over there and I didn't know what a marathon was, so no training. Gone over there, the first lap I was going to write, second lap, not too bad. Then the third lap, this guy come up. It was um, Telf. And I knew him from Cronulla Surf Club. I was in Wanda, he was in Cronulla. <clears throat> and we started talking and I said, oh, I run with the Bushes, if you want to do something, come along with us. Anyway, by the end of the third lap, I collapsed and he kept going badly, and that was the start of Telf. He joined the Bushies from that day on, yeah. and um, he became uh, fascinated with the triathlons and just enjoyed them. He was a natural athlete, a very natural athlete. Didn't wear a watch. Yeah, didn't care about anything. He just kind of just did it. Yeah. And um, he went on and became the world champion for a triathlete. When he turned 50, and then did it again when he turned fifty-five. Wow! He, he held. He was uh, absolutely brilliant in those, just for those two. But he's also done the um, Sydney to Melbourne run. From, actually, did it in reverse from Melbourne to Sydney. Yep. Yeah, and I don't know his time, <clears throat> but
1: it was. Uh, he was coming third. Was good up to Liverpool. Yep. Who got, who was
0: his competition back then? I can't remember. Yeah, was that, that the Pat about. Farmer days or uh, Cliff, before. Cliff, was Cliff Young? the Young days. It was a bit before Pat Farmer, yeah, but yeah.
1: not much before. Yeah. Um, it was the second time they ever did the Sydney to Melbourne. Okay. Bluey said they did it in reverse. Yeah. And he was third up to Liverpool. Um, the guy passed him at Liverpool. He's
0: almost um, almost home. Almost
1: home. He came fourth. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, but he is dealing well.
2: <coughs> I, I couldn't believe it, like he's training for that. He'd never spoken about it, but he used to run from, he lived at um, Kirawee. he used to run from there to Wiseman's Ferry and back. (laughs) Are you joking? (laughs) And he used to think, wow, that's a long way for a training run. Yeah. And nobody kind of knew about what he was doing in those days. Nobody knew he was going to kind of do it much.
0: Would that be a 200K training run? would it be close
2: probably, close to, it. probably yeah. close to it yeah yeah, that's been, yeah. That's and that's cool. what
0: he um he was doing the used to do yeah. and nobody knew kind of thing he'd just go do it no fuss
2: but sort of guy big thing was his wife was good friends with us and um she used to talk about how he'd eat a sack of potatoes a week in his training
0: just go through the carbs yeah yeah, yeah. With,
1: with the triathlons he held the world was age group so he was world champion at some stage on every distance, from the sprint to the Ironman. Wow. he He was the champion, and in the aquathons. Yeah, really. They had the aquathons back then, too. Yeah.
0: Like you're saying, just, an, just a natural athlete. Yeah, he, he was, all and
1: you wouldn't know. You just wouldn't know. Well, his,
0: his son, yeah. Guy, Guy Telfer, we've, we've yep. done a lot of running with him as well. And, oh, all right. And, and Guy, is uh, <coughs> the same. He's he's just a natural athlete. He's a great runner. <coughs> I did... Um, the Sydney trail walker with him the 100k and he out of the four of us in the team he's the only one that smiled the whole way and, and it was like a picnic <laughs> yeah. for him you know and all yeah. of us were just falling apart and he was just smiling and he didn't do any more training than us yeah but um in the it's in the genes yeah oh yeah he's, he he's a great runner yeah yeah so
1: yeah the other one you mentioned was uh, Bobby Fickle yep he, he led the has this morning
0: yeah still still going still going yeah still doing both and it's
1: 200 and 50 or 60, 60 or 60 something marathons.
0: 260 marathons, yeah. Yep. But
1: they're still only, mm-hmm. puts him third or fourth on the list now. Is Overall. Well, is that ma- in
0: Australia or internationally? Australia. Australia.
1: Um, okay. Mountain Man has got 300 and something or other. you will never catch Mountain Man. Yeah. But a couple, I think, one or two other people have passed in as well now. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, uh, it's funny.
1: The fun, funny thing with Bobby
2: is, um, even though he's been kind of a bushy, he's never run Saturday mornings much. Because he worked. Of course, he always works every Saturday morning. Right. At the markets. Yeah. And he only just retired a year and a half ago now. And he's just been ecstatic every Saturday. He's just been over the moon. Because he, he, he can come out and run. Because he, he used to talk to us all. We all knew him. Yeah, he's We'd missing out. We'd see him all the time. Yeah. And it's only now that he's become... Just fantastic he'll about lead, the runs. He'll he email me it. and
1: apologise for doing a run without his bushy shirt on. <laughs> oh, really? he did the Melbourne one and he said, oh, they told me that you know, they paid his airfare or something, I had to wear their shirt. I'm really sorry, I couldn't wear the bushy shirt. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And this morning we finished the run, and probably disappeared, and he came back ten minutes later with a big carton of water for everybody. Yeah, right. You know, the
4: bottles. Awesome. Very,
0: yeah, very generous. You
2: know. And with our triathlons, he used to all... Always uh, organised a lot of the food from the markets. Yep. Yeah. 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 Which was fantastic. The, banana, yeah.
1: the bananas. Bananas and uh, watermelons and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. <coughs>
0: yeah, lovely, lovely gentleman.
1: Yeah. Uh, there, there are other other bushes too that, like i have forgotten that you just mentioned, yeah. but there are other ones too that, that have done lots, lots of, of things. Of, yeah, very quiet achievers. It's top of my head, I can't think
0: of. Them. Yeah. 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 We, speaking of uh, Bobby Fickle, a friend of our Strava Matt, um he did. who's he, a bushy as well, he did uh, the Narrabeen All-Nighter, which was on only about two, yeah, three weeks right, ago. Yeah, yeah. And um, he, uh, he was doing the 12-hour, and he, he felt quite confident that he'd sort of cracked the 100k mark anyway. Bobby beat him. Not
4: just beat him, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. Matt couldn't. Matt,
0: him. Matt couldn't keep 50K. up with him after 50k. Bobby just kept going, stuck yeah. to his pace, kept yeah. going, kept going. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, that's... Uh, yeah. Bob
1: did the Sydney to Melbourne. Yeah. 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 And he did it the year they went to, I think, Berrydale and went across Meriga. Not 100% of that, but they come, across, come out at the coast near the border and then ran down the, the, the coast to Melbourne. And he had the fastest time from the border to Melbourne.
3: Wow.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Which didn't help him because he He hadn't been so great earlier on. But that was just typical Bob, you know, he'd, uh, he'd the finish...
4: The fickle finish. There's the always a fickle, the fickle finish. Yeah. yeah. he sprinted sprint. Yeah. Remember that from the track at Southside Masters? Every run every run he does, he yeah. always does a fickle finish. The first, oh, right. A very strong finish. The run. first
1: 24-hour track run that Helen did was at Hensley, and we went out there to watch her, and Bobby Fickle was doing that, and he had the fastest last hour. Awesome. the the 24th hour he was the fastest on the track he didn't win no but but he still he had that strong finish Mm.
0: one of the uh, one of the runs that you guys have is a survival run tell us about the survival run
2: not so much now no no they've dropped off a bit but um, they were what we used to around Christmas time we always (coughs) did a survival run And it was kind of something special, a bit harder, always uh, maybe included a swim, Um, always something different involved in it. Like all the runs we used to do were kind of pretty hard, but we knew what they were. But survival meant doing a bit extra, a bit of rougher stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And um, one of them that we did was from uh, from, uh, Waterfall, we went all the way down the kangaroo creek right from waterfall which isn't really accessible and we just followed this creek and it was rough as cushion just going through the water hitting your shins falling over going along Coatsy would refuse to get in the water Mm -hmm. ran along the side but everybody else was in the water and it was really hard and we got all the way down and then we had to turn up this little side river to go to Alula falls well yeah. it was completely overgrown so we just bush bashed the whole way up this blimmin creek and everybody was whinging and complaining and carrying on anyway we got to Alula falls and here's this big rope hanging down and gingerbread man had got this wee big rope and hung it over the over the falls and he's screaming out everybody's got to climb the rope <laughs> well you should have heard the mob they were all yelling and carrying on, we're not doing that, we're not doing that. Of course, we didn't have to, yeah. but it was um, really tough. And it was over three hours Yeah. we'd been out. Yeah. And we had to climb up this damn waterfall and run back to waterfall itself.
1: It was still six, six kilometres from there back to waterfall.
0: Yeah,
2: right. yeah. and that was a, um, a super hard run that
1: just sticks in my mind so much.
0: And so did the um, the previous winner did they have to wear the the, the horns the horns Lordy
1: the um, had them for a while yeah yeah,
0: yeah. so uh, we're
1: we're stuck a bit now is with with the national parks we now have to get permission to run anywhere in the national park yeah. they don't need to go into why it is but that's one of the things that, that's changed so like for next week for instance we're running for Guatemala. so I wrote to them the previous week. And thankfully, I, they, I don't have to ask permission now, I say where we're going to run and if there's a problem they'll get back to me, but generally yeah. it's, it's been okay. Um, but one of the provisors is we we stay on the tracks. Yeah. That's so, yeah, yeah. so the days of being able to do the survivals like we used to, to a certain extent, are yeah, gone. Do. Um, okay. I put on a mini-survival last year from Heathcote. Yeah. And that went pretty well, yeah. um, but we've got to be very careful what we do.
2: But I think our most
1: rememberable uh,
2: survival was um, from the trig point when we ran down the hill and then we went in the back of barley swamp, and we had to go through the swamp. We? And we no, this, uh, this, this swamp was—you um, couldn't. It was all reeds <clears throat> and stuff growth. And you couldn't walk through it; you had to crawl along the top of it. (laughs) So, and it's all water and mush. So you're crawling along, and you're falling through it, and everybody's getting pulled and dragged, and everybody wanted to keep going, and it was really difficult. And I think that is the most talked-about survival we did because it was so weird.
1: My my son still talks about it.
2: Yeah. yeah andrew yeah he still talks about that could have yeah.
0: been a few first timers there as well <laughs>
2: oh even all the old guys because we'd never been in there before yeah and i don't know who decided we'd go in there but and we've never been there since <laughs> that was really yeah but it yeah. was just something that was so remember uh remarkable that
1: everybody remembers it you yeah. know just one of them yeah. survivals yeah. I'd, yeah I'd been down to deer pools Followed the creek down to the swamp, but didn't go into the swamp. And I told Billy about it. So that's how can be finished up there. But I'd never actually been through the swamp until that day. It's <laughs> just <laughs> nice. really good. Yeah.
4: I, I, yeah. I can remember plenty of awesome survivals with Little Wayne or Steve Cunningham or you know, wearing the horns and going off the front and going swimming the entire length of Kangaroo Creek from the weir basically all the way up to yeah. the the steel stairs and then yeah. running back another one one of the, in fact one of the great ones was uh, from Wanda Surf Club maybe and we ran down in through Canola and then swam across Dolan's Bay and then ran all the way up to the end of South Erringba and then swam between the peninsulas Oak um, Park Oak Park right yeah yeah Oak Park
3: yeah.
4: and uh and then the last swim was basically across the ferry channel and, um, and then there was a, you know, a bit of a sandbar on the other side but it looks a long way to swim <laughs> and we're <laughs> jumping in and swimming across there and then you've got all these surf club guys who are just amazing swimmers and, and they just go flying through the water and, uh, yeah. and then... Yeah. Yeah. but oddly Aud- from... Um, Audley and around uh, Swallow Rock straight across off the boat ramp straight up that creek you know and bush bash all the way up yeah. to Winifred Falls track and then swim back across Danger Point there's been some fantastic runs that, yeah.
1: that one that you were talking about from Oak Park I paddled the, my ski that day from Wally's Wharf yeah right and uh, just sort of as a rescue and I put in and I come across Pinky Max's partner and there's Pinky hanging onto a little boat to hold herself up because she couldn't reach the gunwale of the boat she'd stuck a finger in the bilge pump hole where the water comes out from the bilge pump so she's hanging onto this boat by one finger (laughs) help me (laughs) and uh, had to get her to finally get a finger out of the bilge pump hole and hang onto the ski and then paddle into the beach to get her to shore and uh, yeah the worst one we did was the one at um, Silver Beach yeah, right. That was Billy's swan song. I think that was terrible. terrible. he'd seen on the photo, like well, if you come over on a plane and you look down over Silver Beach at Kernell as you come into Mascot, it looks great. The water looks shallow. You can see all the sand. You know, yeah. Billy must have seen either seen it on a trip or in a picture, and it was low tide. So he said, "Oh, we can go on Silver Beach and go across to Tower of Point." Well, Tower of Point is it's a bloody long way. Long way. Anyway, um, I couldn't talk him out of it. And uh, sometimes you could change his mind, but you couldn't on that one. So we started at Silver Beach and everyone we just straight in the water and had to swim all the way to Tower of yeah,
4: yes. You know,
1: and it wasn't shallow, like he said, at all. And no. he, had, he had two boats out there. I'd made the mistake of starting in bare feet and no way I was swimming across. I got about 100 metres out and I got bitten by a blue swimmer. Crab. <laughs> and I screamed out, screaming, I ripped my foot out of the water. Pulled the foot up, and there's this great big blue claw stuck on my big toe. No crab. I ripped it off the crab. So I, I was cursing Billy. But then, so I went back, and eventually, they got to Tower Point. They came back, and Billy said to me, Hickey, take the 2K down to the golf, coffee shop and call go. So they've just swum all that way. They This is the one They've come out of the water, and he said, follow Hickey. So they then had, <laughs> had to run two kilometres down the road to the shop, and I called go, and they had to run back again. <laughs> that was the sort of thing that Billy would do. Yeah, mate. One of the another good one was um,
2: from Bundina or something, and it was uh, a pretty low tide, and we were running along, and we all had to go up to the church camps, and run, we're running just enough water that covers the the whole bay, but it's all sand right out to the channel. And it looks like we're all going along in, out and run along the water, when you look at it, yeah. heading towards a church camp. Well, Griffo had organised, Gingerbread Man, he's out there on a ski, right? And he made a little float and put a shark's fin on it. <laughs> so as each group came up to him, he'd let this little float go, all right? And he's paddling along on his ski and someone would say, Oh, look at the shark's fin and he had pull out this big knife, he had a big knife. He put it in his teeth and he'd jump overboard <laughs> and pretend to fight this shark. <laughs> and he kept doing it and then he'd get back on the ski and paddle back a bit and the next group had come run along <laughs> and he did it he did it in all four groups <laughs> doing this big shark attack thing and each, each group fell for it yeah. like here's this fin following him yeah. <laughs> it, it looked great oh, it really stupid. looked good that was a killer weed day yeah right. Yeah, but well, another that, good thing that day is we got up the end and the walkers all came back in or has-beens been, like, we're coming back in and um is that where you've got bitten? I'm sure you've got another something else bitten on me. I, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I got ticks that day. I've got ticks. I trod on a small shark that oh. was in the reed which turned out it wasn't a wobbegong, but it was a small shark. Port Jackson or something. Yeah and I stood on that and we all watched it going through the water with all these <laughs> fins sticking up yeah because there's only water this deep. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's going, "Whoa, what's that?" But we had shoes
1: on, so it didn't matter. Yeah. Lloydy, yeah. Lloydy brought some of his mates along to that one, and because it was late time, they figured that they could go better without the shoes on. So a couple of them took their shoes up, off and put them on top of the sandbar. Did the the run and the swim, got to the finish, which is at, um, at Warrenville, the bottom of the corkscrew and then Lloydie had his boat there so they went back the tide had come in the shoes are gone.
0: oh really just washed away <laughs> washed away classic. They,
1: they never got their shoes again <laughs> classic yeah.
0: hey uh we've got another listener question and yeah. it's from the Gavatron. now Gavatron. so um the hulk. the hulk so he's asking sh- do you think if he shaves his beard off do you think that's going to help his speed on the treadmill so he's you know he's a treadmill runner. He likes doing sprints on the treadmill, and he's feeling that there might, there might be a bit of drag on the uh, on the beard. Any tips, guys? What do you reckon? Absolutely nothing is going to help the Hulk. Nah, uh, Tim. Nah. <laughs> nah.
1: Not even steroids. Forget it.
0: Yep. Nah. Nah. Just leave some, it on. Just leave it on, Gav. Some people
1: are just a wasted <laughs> cause, and the Hulk is one of them.
0: Yeah. Good good advice. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So suck it up, Gav, and just keep doing what you're doing. We yeah. just on that point, we
1: had a guy with us called 150, Bob Hingerty, who um, was always fairly negative, yeah. You know? And Billy said to him one day, he said, Listen, cut your wrists and jump off a gap. <laughs> yeah. I'm not if you're listening to this Hulk, I'm not necessarily saying that's what you should do. <laughs> that was Billy's um, That's his, that's his yeah. solution.
0: <laughs> Believe someone told me that you had really bad back issues a while back, and you were actually sleeping on the floor. How's how have you? How'd you overcome that?
2: Um, what I'd done being <laughs> an aircraft refueler. Um, the connection point is under underground, under the tarmac. We have to lift off a lid, and then connect our hose up under the ground. And i um, there was a jammed pit lid there one day, and I. The aircraft is there and everybody's saying hurry up we've got to refuel this plane And so I'm pulling this thing and couldn't get open it so I put in the real big effort and did this big pulled it out and in, so I strained me back and so I I couldn't do anything and I went home and I said well look I'm, I can't go to work this is it, and went to the doctors and they said well you're going to have to go and see a specialist about it So we rang up the specialist and he said well you can't get in for six weeks, this back specialist. So all I could do was lay on the floor and on my right hand on my right side. So I could lay on my back and my right side, that's all I could do, I couldn't move. And then to go to the toilet I had to crawl out which used to take me about half an hour because of the pain to get to the toilet. And then extremely unusual and painful going to the toilet, and then fall off it and just lay on the floor for another half hour,
0: wow.
2: till the pain subsided. Were
0: you giving? Were you taking drugs to try and alleviate the pain?
2: No, they weren't giving me much drugs then.
0: Yeah.
2: Which I, which I wish I had of.
0: Yeah.
2: And um, yeah, that's how it was. And then I, during the day, I'd crawl out to the lounge room, and my missus would bring me food out and put it on the floor, and I'd. Just lap it up like a dog. (laughs) 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 Which was pretty ridiculous, especially when we have visitors. Yeah. And uh, I'd be laying out on the floor and they'd just put me food on the floor and that's how I ate. Wow. I couldn't get vertical at any stage. I couldn't sit up and I couldn't stand up. So, how long did you spend living on the floor? The six weeks. Six weeks living on the floor. Yeah. That's incredible. And I used to. and because it was a compact okay, case, so I used to have to go around the doctors every two weeks to get a new certificate. Yeah. So I'd crawl out of the car and lay in the back seat and we'd go around to the doctors and my wife would go in and say, well, we're here. And they'd <laughs> say, well, oh. we'll come in. And rather than, they wouldn't let me sit in with all the people in the visitor's room. So I used to go out and lay in the kitchen Jeez. of the doctor's place. Yeah. And when he could see me, I used to kind of cr- crawl and walk sideways into there wow! and uh, it would give me another certificate for two weeks because the insurance company had no idea what was going on. How severe on. it was.
0: Yeah. And how, and how did you recuperate?
2: Well I ended up getting into this specialist and um, it got cortisone injections in my back where when you look at the um, photos of it, they inserted the needles from the side so they had needles about 18 inches long and shoved them in from the side into a, the spots where they wanted to get to. Oh wow! Yeah, and within as soon as they'd done it, I was able to sit up and walk and instant relief. Yeah, that's then amazing. Had a couple of months of rehab, and I was back at work. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. It was a terrible experience, though. Yeah. But the pain. Actually, the weird thing was there was no pain in my in my back or my body. It was all down my shin. And as soon as you tell anybody about, like you go and see a back specialist and you say, well, my the pain is down next to my shin bone, they immediately say, oh, well, it's the nerves between um, uh, three and four on your back. So, yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. 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 They know exactly.
2: Referring down. Yeah. Where yeah. it is, which nerves are in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. And um, that was a mean six weeks. But I've done it three times since, but not quite as severe.
3: Thankfully.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. But just weird sensation where you can't do anything but lay on your side, right side, and back, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a funny thing when you can't sit in the chair. Yeah. You just can't realise. Just you can't sit in a chair. Yeah. You take your health yeah. for granted, don't you? Particularly yeah. your back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what? Uh, that was pretty uh, well the end of your running, wasn't it? You went to the walkers when you did eventually come
2: back. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Finished running. Yeah,
2: I was gone.
0: All right. Well, um, I'm glad you've come good. <laughs> so, uh, so we might wrap it up. Um, so thank you very much for your time. It's It's been great. And uh, some, some great stories have come out of this interview. So thanks thanks for coming in. Uh, and like I said, I'll, I'll share it with the, the Bushes on the Facebook page and I'm sure they'll yeah. get a lot of value out of it. Yeah. Uh, Danny Toole, thanks for coming in. it um, guys. It's been a, a it's been a good afternoon, a couple of beers, catching up. It's, it's, it's been very relaxing. Um, and once again, I'll thank our partners, Guy Me Allied Health, Filter Brewing and Goo Energy. And um, my name's Matt North. This has been uh, Running Matters podcast. Thanks very much. See you later. you. <laughs> Fail fail, 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 fail.